the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. Welcome to the Jewish Hour. I'm your host, Herschel Finman. We have a very appropriate show. Usually I say a great show with this, but uh, with everything that's going on, it's hard to be upbeat. But that's exactly what we're going to try and do, and that's what we've been trying to do for the entire last week. So in this half hour of the show, we will have from the Israel Consul in serving the Midwest in Chicago, Mr. Itai Biran. And we're going to be talking about the War in Gaza 2023 edition. In the second half hour of the show, we will be talking with Rabbi Levi Shemtov from the campaign in response to what's going on in Gaza, because the Lavish Rebbe said you should take negatives and turn them into positives. So he's going to be talking about that. The portion of the week is the portion of Noah. We'll be talking about the flood. There's a great story all the way at the end. We are not doing the news because the news has just been monolithic, but just a couple of points there that Claudia, which I would have normally mentioned with the news, and that Claudia Golden won the, she's the only Jew who won the Nobel Prize this year for economics. So it's one out of 12 Jews, one out of 12 recipients was Jewish this year. And then finally, after 100 years, they're making a memorial for those who died in the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory in 1923. It's about time. So, do we have Mr. Beran on the phone, Luke? Yes. Okay. So, good morning, uh, Itai. How are you today? Uh, there is no good answer for that question, unfortunately. Uh, good morning, and yes. uh, thank you for having me. Yes, indeed. Okay. So um, we've we've you've been on before with us, and you know the way I ask questions. So uh, mm-hmm. in in 2014 we had a show which is titled "Every Show Has a Title." 
So the show was titled The War in Gaza. Then in 2016, it was called The War in Gaza 2016. Then in 2018, it was called The War in Gaza 2018. Then in 2021, it was called The War in Gaza 2021. This one is titled The War in Gaza 2023. Okay, this is a response to a more serious situation that happened. This wasn't just a couple of rockets or, or, or incendiary balloons coming over. This is a, a pogrom of the worst sort. The, they're saying the worst massacre of Jews since the Holocaust. But can we expect Israel's response to be any different than, I mean, the response has been up till now, is, is that they go in, they go into Gaza. Sometimes they didn't go into Gaza. The Hamas runs out of weapons and um, says, okay, we're ready to do a ceasefire. And Israel does a ceasefire, which allows Hamas to regroup and rearm and then to do the whole, perpetrate the whole thing over again. So are we looking at the same old, same old, Itai? The short answer would be no, no, no. And uh, the long one would be that this is an unprecedented uh, slaughter against innocent Israelis, uh, resulting in the murder of over 1,200 men, women, and children. You know, we all saw those, those photos, the videos. Babies were killed, children burned alive, women raped and dragged through the streets, parents slaughtered in front of their children, and over 150 taken as hostages, including children, women, and elders and the elderly, and including Americans as well. So unprecedented events with consequence, unprecedented uh, uh, consequences. Uh, so the answer is no. And I think that, that what we have seen now is sick. And we haven't seen such brutality since ISIS. And really, I don't want to be too dramatic, but this is a battle between the force of civilization and the force of barbarism. Civilization has to win, has to prevail. Understood. Okay. So um, when the PLO was like first formulated back in the 50s, so the narrative was is we have to – we have to do what we can to get rid of the Israelis and we have to rise up and revolt. And then Yasser Arafat and Mashram al-Zikram said that that wasn't really working and he was having problems like getting the you know people on his side. So he changed the narrative to that the Palestinians are the poor victims of occupation and uh, oppression, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then, of course... The, the liberal media, the anti-Semites, they jumped on and said, okay, fine. And then we have people, then the company, uh, countries are now supporting the, uh, the Palestinians, and it became the PLO, became what it ever developed into. So, but there's still this media war going on. And uh, I recently saw, it was like the first day. So, okay, so the BBC said something against the Palestinians. But already the BBC is already saying, look, this is a hospital, and see all the people over here. And I, I looked at, to me, it looked like it was staged. So... There's a media war going on, and there's the, what's what is Israel cunning to do to to counteract that? I think that now we're in a situation. First of all, it's not about the Palestinians; it's about Hamas and Hamas movement, and what and what it has done uh, to innocent civilians. I don't think that. 
my job is to convince people to condemn these kind of kind of atrocities. It goes without saying. If we cannot condemn this kind of atrocities, if the media could not condemn this kind of atrocities, so I won't lecture them. It's, it's, it's about Hamas. It's about our fight against Hamas and bringing back those 150 hostages. Mm-hmm. Understood. Okay, so yesterday a uh, point was raised to me that there's a um, there's, there's still like an opportunity now on campus to foment aggression against and see to the point where like at U of M for example University of Michigan there was a declared day of jihad against the Jews on campus so this is like we're recording this now on Friday so I don't know if anything's happened I doubt anything will happen there's probably heightened security on the campus i didn't talk to anybody there but so campus is a a uh, another front that you specifically you're involved with uh, media and, and political politics and these things so as a as part of the israel council how can you change the tide? This is like something which involves, this is already going on three generations of college professors that are in, in, inculcating their students with this anti-Israeli rhetoric. I think that what you've just mentioned is not about academia. It's about whoever supports jihad or whoever supports, uh, support, supports those atrocities or those actions is not a pro-Palestinian, and he's not even, I don't think that we even need to engage with him. I think that if you support jihad, if you support those atrocities, to me, the only thing that you support is to undermine the very legitimacy of the state of Israel, of the Jewish country. So it's, it's a different discourse, in my opinion. Okay. Did you, I was a bit surprised with some of the news coming from, from other countries, like, for example, uh, in France, it is now illegal, and a person can face five years in jail for participating in an anti-Israel rally. In Sydney, there was a, a, a an anti-Israel rally, and then they tried to do another one, and then the Sydney uh, City Council apologized for the one that they didn't, refused to grant permits. So even in, in Switzerland, which is, never mind their neutrality, we know what Switzerland is, and we know what they've been doing and they're not neutral. Even in Switzerland, they're coming up and, and voicing um, uh, support for for Israel. How did what? How is the uh, the Israeli uh, government feeling about this? And that, that people are waking up at least at least this week. That support is truly important to us. We receive uh, a lot of support during the last few days. And not just, and as you said, globally, but the most important uh, statement was President Biden, the Biden statement. He gave uh, re, like powerful remarks that touched each and every Israeli. And uh, this support is truly important to us. Um, and I have to say that, that I, you, you talked about demonstrations, etc. I think that they can tell when it's a, uh, genuine and legitimate uh, um, protest and when it's uh, something that might promote terrorism uh, or atrocities atrocities that uh, we have just uh, uh, seen. So this support is 
truly important to us, and not, not just today, uh, even in the next few days and weeks. Okay. This next question I'm expecting you not to answer, just to give you that disclaimer. The um, decisions are being made in Jerusalem and Jerusalem as to how things are going to be conducted. Uh, you're in Chicago. You're eight time zones away from Jerusalem. How much in the loop is the consul in Chicago with decisions that are going to happen so that maybe you could respond when they say, listen, we're going to do this, so you can respond So respond this way. So you were right. I'm not going to share uh, like what, how exactly uh, we act and how, what exactly we do, but I would say that I'm here in Chicago, and I love Chicago. I love the Midwest. But, of course, naturally, my heart now is in Jerusalem. Thank you for the non-answer. <laughs> the last time I asked that question, the last time I asked that question to your predecessor, it took him five minutes not to answer. So, <laughs> spoken like, a, and I responded to him, spoken like a true diplomat. Yes, indeed. Okay. So, but the thing I want to know is, I or or you can maybe assure me and allay my my concerns is, I don't want to have a show entitled The Gaza War 2025. What's going to be different this time? I think that the Israeli government, the Israeli army, and even the Israeli citizens, they all, uh, they all understand, we all understand that it is different right now. And, um, and I think that you might have heard these, the Israeli prime minister yesterday, and he said with his own words that, that things are going to be changed. Uh, our goal is to that kind of, of acts, those kind of attacks, atrocities. We don't want to see it um, in 2024. We don't want to see it in 2025. We don't want to see it at all. So that would be the goal of that war. Okay. So the, earlier in this week, Trent Lotz came out, Senator Trent Lott, Senator from North Carolina, South Carolina, so I'm not sure which, came out and said that Gaza should be flattened. The, you can respond to that statement, and also the response from the Detroit representative Rashida Talib, who said, but wait a minute, my grandmother lives in Gaza. So could you comment on that interchange, first Trent Lott statement about Gaza being flattened, and then the, the human side? I mean, because you have, like as you said, you have the Palestinians, but it's not the Palestinians, it's not the Gazans, it's, it's the Hamas. So, unlike our enemies, uh, we are subjects to the international law. We follow the instructions and the provisions of the international law. And I can state that we will do whatever is necessary to protect the people of Israel, but we'll follow the international law provisions whatsoever. Okay. Um, you didn't comment on either statement. <laughs> comment <laughs> you know what <laughs> I'm pushing you. No, How I, you? I, 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 no I'm serious you know I'm, I'm, I'm serious and you know that and you know that we follow that international law we we paid heavy prices before because we will stay moral we will stay human we'll follow international law uh, instructions provisions 
but again, this is an unprecedented uh, situation, and we need to do whatever is necessary to protect our people. Okay, so what are Israel's plans say for Rashida Tlaib's grandmother? As I said before, I'm not aiming for one citizen or another. Okay, we are going to do our best to protect the people of Israel, to fight Hamas, not the Palestinian people. Hamas, we're going to fight Hamas, and, and, we're going, and we are subject to the international law. Okay, I, I understand. Okay, so now, the, um, so there's a lot of people being displaced. The Egyptian border is closed. The Israeli border is closed. Gaza, I tell people, it's very interesting. I don't know if you know about this fact. Gaza is exactly the same size as the city of Detroit. It's 140 square miles. The difference is in Detroit, there's 600,000 people, and in Gaza, there's 2 million people. So the report was is that people in northern Gaza, which I'm not exactly sure if that northern Gaza, how that would fit up with Detroit, would that would include the area from, like, say, 8 Mile down to, say, uh, Joy Road, have to leave. So where where are they going? And when you get that done, so uh, let me let me let me respond. Okay, I I answered your question because I truly respect you, and it is important to our word to be spoken. But but there are 150 innocent Israelis, children, babies, elderly, in Gaza Strip right now, and we are talking about like uh, what exactly what we're going to do, what would be our plan. We want them back now. This is what's important now. Okay. What about the use of uh, foreign governments, say, like those, comp- those countries that are giving funds to Gaza, like the Arab Emirates and Egypt and the other rest of the, the Arab world, and getting them involved and telling them, give up the hostages, even though we know the biggest bargaining chip that Hamas has at this point in fact, maybe even the only bargaining chip they have are those hundred individuals. It's not bargaining. It's not transaction. These are human beings. These are 150 souls, including Americans, that haven't done anything wrong and needs to come back immediately. It's not a negotiation. It's not, it's not a deal. It's about being human beings. Hmm. Okay, so Hamas has shown that they're not human beings. You're not dealing with it. That's, that's always been the problem is, is the Israelis said back in 2014, they were said, you know, if you give us a piece of land and leave us alone, we'll be, we'll be good boys, we'll stay in, in, in our area, and please get out of Gaza. And they got out of Gaza, and the week after they got out of Gaza, the rockets started following. So they weren't. And then after every ensuing, uh, we'll, we, 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 we'll make a ceasefire, we'll stop, and we'll be good people. So you're not dealing with the Palestinians. You're dealing with the Hamas, who are, as you say, animals, and worse than animals. So I, I see a disconnect there here, Itai. What is the question? So the question is, is who are you dealing with? You're dealing with Hamas. Hamas is, is not people that, that can be dealt with. And Israel itself knows about it. They said, listen, we have to get rid of Hamas. Okay, so you're going to get rid of Hamas, and then what? 
You know, so where where is Israel looking? I don't. I see it's all this all being very short. The first and most important, the first and most important mission, the first and most important goal is to protect the Israelis, to make sure that they are safe, and to bring back the hostages. This is the most important thing right now. We won't allow this thing to return to 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 happen again whatsoever. You know. You said that this is the deadliest day for Jews since the Holocaust, and you are right. And we said, and we say every year, never again. Now is never again. Now is never again. This is why the IDF exists. Now is never again. Okay, I hope you're right. Uh, I really do, Itai. So our guest today, I'm, I, um, the question, have me on a question. What does Israel need? People are listening to the Jewish Hour. People want to help. This is the, 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 the second question I get. The first question is, Rabbi, I'm so, and then that question I lay, and then they say, how can I help? So what am I telling people in America? How can they help? What the does most Israel need? Thing that we, the most important thing that Israel needs from, from, uh, the United, from the people in the United States, the Jewish people in the United States, is your support, your vocal support, wherever and whenever you can. This is the most important thing, and it gives us the power, gives us uh, um, the strength, and this is the most important thing, the support, your support. Okay. We want to thank you very much. Our guest today has been Itai Birman, Biran, excuse me, who is uh, from the Council General's Office in serving the Midwest in Chicago. We've been talking about Gaza War Edition 2023. And I hope next time that we speak, we're speaking about something positive and that th- positive things are happening. And with the Ezra Hashem, with the help of the Almighty, we won't be talking about such things ever again. Thank you. Okay. Take care. We are going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. Don't go away. You're listening to the Jewish Hour. Why go to a hospital to get healthy? At Encompass Healthcare, you get the -the state-of-the-art wound care like in a hospital. The same medicines, the same everything without being in a hospital. Why put yourself at risk of getting a hospital-borne infection? Did you know that last year one in six people died in America because of infections they got in hospitals? Encompass Healthcare is an outpatient facility. That means you get your wound care treatment and then go home. There are no wait times at Encompass Healthcare like in ERs. Healthcare is personal and works better, faster, and easier. Encompass Healthcare provides a state-of-the-art outpatient facility close to where you live. Call 248-624-9800. That's 624-9800. Auto accident, workman's comp, and most insurance is accepted. Encompass Healthcare's goal is to get you healthy with as little disturbance to your daily activities. Call 248-624-9800. Herschel Fimmen, here you are listening to the Jewish Hour. We have online next, we don't usually do two in a row, but this is something we've, we've talked about. The last first segment, we talked about the, the negative. Now we're going to talk about the positive. Is the Lubavitcher Rebbe always maintained that in situations such as this, people don't need to sit home and worry and wring their hands and be afraid, but rather need to to engage in, in creating positive energy. So with that, we have Levi Shemtov with the uh, Lubavitch Foundation of Michigan, and we're going to talk about positive energy. How are you today, Levi? 
doing good. Thank God. Thank you for having me. Okay. So, what there, there was a, a big confab, and uh, Lubavitch of Michigan, which is the representative of Lubavitch Rebbe, and therefore the ones who will carry on the message of the Rebbe, even you know, as we uh, pointed out that in 1956 and in 1967 and 1973 and 1981, 1990, there, whenever Israel was attacked, the Rebbe always came out with a message. So, what is it that Lubavitcher Foundation is uh, suggesting, Levy? Uh, so, so the the suggestion is that we are all the, the Jewish people are at war, and all of us have to. Are, are, are really called to duty right now, and we all have to be ready to fight in the war. Now, how can we fight in the war if we're here in uh, in Detroit, in Michigan? Uh, we're not, you know, we're not in Gaza, we're not in Israel, but uh, of course, we're able to to send funds and to send support. And uh, in fact, we we have a Chabad of Michigan has a fundraising page, which uh, I'll have, I'm happy to share with you uh, soon. Um, as far as uh, sending, uh, uh, you know, financial support to Israel. But also, as Jews, we know that uh, our strength is in the spirit. And uh, we're here for o- over 3,500 years already, not because of the strength of the body, but because of the strength of the spirit and the strength of the soul. And th- our, our physical strength comes from our spiritual strength. So, therefore, but we, we need to add in the strength of the spirit. The terrorists are trying to break our spirit. They're trying to get the Jewish people afraid. We have to be strong and proud Jews. So what uh, Chabad of Michigan is, is uh, making a uh, mezuzah campaign that uh, as many Jews as possible should uh, be uh, put up a mezuzah in your home. If you don't have yet a mezuzah, yeah, get a mezuzah for, for get a mezuzah for your home. Get a mezuzah for all the doors of your home. If you only have a mezuzah on the front door, or perhaps you have on some doors but not on the rest, or maybe you have at your home but you don't have in your office, okay, consider me, adding a mezuzah. Let me let me break in. Let's back up a little bit. Yes. What's a mezuzah? Well, that's a wonderful question. Um, a mezuzah is a a little parchment scroll on which is inscribed the 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 Shema Yisrael, the fundamental declaration of Jewish faith that comes from the Torah, and it is, in fact, a mitzvah, a commandment uh, by God that we should take this scroll and put it on, uh, fix it to the doorposts of our home. And uh, uh, by, by doing so, we are, number one, connecting to God and uh, bringing out our Jewish soul. And, in fact, the Torah teaches us that this specific mitzvah uh, adds protection for the Jewish person uh, both when he's in the home and when he's out of the home. And, uh, of course, we're all in the need of extra strength and extra protection now. And even more, because all the Jewish people are one body, with, are, are one family with one soul, we're all one. Wherever we are, we're all connected. So when Jewish people here in Detroit or in other cities in Michigan will be putting on this mezuzah and affixing it onto your door uh, and and, and and connecting with God in that way, this will add protection not only for you here, but actually for Jewish people all over the world, and especially where perhaps it's needed the most right now in the land of Israel. Okay, thank you for that clarification, Levi Shemtov. Okay, so how is Chabad Lubavitch of Michigan facilitating 
people getting mezuzahs, if they have mezuzahs, getting their mezuzahs checked. Oberman, you can explain why people need to get their mezuzahs checked, by the way, and uh, how they go about getting it. Go ahead. Okay, so let me start with uh, the, the basic, uh, uh, you know, what we're offering and what we're, what we're putting forth is so we have a website, protectionforisrael.com. That's a, a specific website for the Jewish community of Michigan to be able to uh, get to get mezuzahs, and we have you're able to purchase a mezuzah. Uh, the cost is seventy dollars to get a, a good quality kosher mezuzah for your home. And we also are offering a subsidization if there's someone who who needs a bit of help with the mezuzah, and um, and the, the, we're, we're, there's a subsidized price of thirty six dollars for the same high quality mezuzah. There's also an option that for people to get involved and uh, you want to be able to share the mitzvah of mezuzah with other Jews and to help us subsidize those mezuzahs, you can, uh, you can uh, donate and gift a mezuzah to another Jew in Michigan who may need it. And again, the website is protectionforisrael.com. We have the, with the Chabad centers and, and, and Chabad rabbis and rabbitons all around the state of Michigan together with uh, many volunteers, which uh, we're in the middle of recruiting right now. And we're going to have a team that uh, will to to visit uh, any Jew who needs help with the mezuzah to come to your home to help put up the mezuzah. Um, And uh, and uh, God willing, we would like to put up many thousands of mezuzahs. Okay. Uh, You asked about checking mezuzahs. Yes. Yeah. Why would a a person need to check their mezuzah? I bought a mezuzah from it came from Israel, Rabbi. What's you know what could be the problem? Right. So, I, unfortunately, uh, I, it's uh, unfortunate. I have to tell you that in in my experience with uh, the mezuzah campaign in the past, uh, with helping people with their mezuzah, sometimes you see that there's a beautiful mezuzah case, but inside the mezuzah is not written on parchment. It's written on paper, um, and uh, perhaps even it did come from Israel. But sometimes it was just as a filler, you know, in the case in order to get a, a proper one afterwards, or or for whatever reason, sometimes there are there are people selling non-kosher mezuzahs. Unfortunately, that's the reality, and it is important to check to check the mezuzah to make sure that it is a real proper kosher mezuzah, because that's the only thing that's going to do the job. And additionally, um, also the, the the mezuzah is a, is a you know it's a it's a physical mezuzah, and it's sitting outside, if it's especially the front door, but even inside of the home, it can. It can it, you know, with the age and 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 the and the weather conditions, it, it it does happen that from time to time the the letters of the mezuzah will will just wear and tear and they'll fade out. And of course, the mezuzah has to be perfect. Every letter has to be written perfectly. So that's why it is very advisable that every few years to uh, some people do it every year, but at least every few years to take down the mezuzahs, bring them to a qualified scribe. And um, and and to have them checked, it's it's not expensive to check a mezuzah, it's, it's, uh, it, but 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 it is something that has to be done, and that is something which we're going to be helping people to do uh, at this time to make sure your mezuzahs are kosher. Um, and that's also something which you can go to the website protectionforisrael.com, and uh, and uh, and and you, you can have that arranged over there. Okay, so wonderful. So again, it's protectionforisrael.com. And that will then allow people to connect with getting a mezuzah, and it's important. 
On a scale of 1 to 10, Lee, how important is it that people do this? How, how I think that right now the, the Jewish people are in, in a, a historic situation that we need all hands on deck. I want to share with you a, just something personal, if I may. Go ahead. Uh, on, we, we, we're coming from Simchat Torah when uh, you know, the war broke out. I had the privilege to celebrate Simchat Torah near the Ohel, the, the gravesite of the Lubavitcher Rebbe. There were uh, thousands of people celebrating over there, including many Israeli uh, people from Israel who came for the holiday. And it was, a very, it was a difficult time, but we knew that we have to continue with the joy. And what I want to share with you is that there was a whole group of young men and women, I would assume in their 20s, who came in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. on Simchat Torah on their way to the airport to, to go fight in the war. And, of course, this is something which is happening all over the world. There are planes of, of, of reservists going to Israel. But just for me personally witnessing that, I saw young men, saying, uh, young men and women saying, here we are, we're ready, we know that we have to fight, and we're going. And, and that's it. They passed out, and they, and they went there. And, but what I think that means for all of us is we all are soldiers. We all are part of the Jewish people, and we have to put our, put our hands in the war. And how do we do that is we, we have the ability by doing a mitzvah, by putting up the mezuzah, that is adding protection for the people of Israel. It's not only something, you know, theoretical. It's not only a nice gesture, but the, the, the Jewish soul has a real-life power in this world. So when we put up a mezuzah on our home, we're adding protection for your home, for yourself, but also physical protection for the people of Israel. Okay, that's and, of course, uh, if you're asking how important that is, I, I, I guess that it's clear that that is the highest priority and the highest importance that we all should do whatever we can to add protection for the people of Israel. Okay, I want to thank you so much, Levi Shemtov. Again, it's protectionforisrael.com is the website. I strongly encourage that you go there, and uh, if you have a mezuzah, get it checked. I mean, most people don't know that you're supposed to get it checked at maximum every three years. That's like, like the, the longest you could go. But have mezuzahs. If you have one mezuzah, get another mezuzah. Ideally, a mezuzah should be on every door of their house. You can contact me at rabbifinman.com. I can give you some advice about that as well. And we want to thank you and wish you uh, much hatzlachak and success in this. And we should be talking about good things for, from now on. God willing. Amen. Okay. Take care. We are going to take a quick commercial break, and we will be right back. Don't go away. You're listening to The Jewish Hour. Want assurance of quality and excellence in kosher? Look for the Michigan K on the label. What's it look like? The Lower Peninsula of Michigan with a K. It's the symbol of the Michigan Kosher Supervisors. Go to their website, mycosup.com. That's M-I for Michigan, K-O for kosher, and S-U-P for supervisors, mycosup.com, and find this month's featured products. You'll find Michigan K products wherever fine food is sold, especially at Natural Food Patch on West Nine Mile Road in Ferndale. Hey, Schultzman here. You're listening to the Jewish Hour. Somewhere, I don't know how long ago, probably early 1950s, maybe even late 1940s, someone composed a prayer beseeching the Almighty to protect the soldiers of the Israeli Defense Forces. It is said in many synagogues around the world 
Avram Fried, who's like, at this point, he's like the gold standard in Jewish music, uh, composed a melody, a tune, or put the, put the words to that prayer to a tune. But he said he'd been working on it for years, and he just couldn't get it right, and it wasn't, it just wasn't flowing. He just, he, he just, he, he picked it up, put it down, picked it up, put it down. So he said this week, he, he picked it up and he finished it. And so that's what we're going to listen to. This is called Misha Beirach. The one who uh, uh, blessed our fathers should bless the soldiers in Israel. And this is Avram Freed. We all know there's an opiate epidemic, 
But Advanced Rapid Detox has a solution for people addicted to pain pills, heroin, and dependent on Suboxone and Methadone. Advanced Rapid Detox performs detox under sedation in the hospital. Patients sleep through withdrawals and wake up without cravings. Dr. Julia Aronoff and the staff at Advanced Rapid Detox help people restore their lives and the lives of their families. Addiction affects everyone, even in the Jewish community, and Advanced Rapid Detox is there to help. Call 800-603-1813. That's 800-603-1813. Or visit them online at www.advancedrapiddetox.com. Hey, Herschel Finman here. You're listening to The Jewish Hour. I'm changing the tone because that's what I've been doing with people. People have been calling me since Sunday. And what they really need is a, a paradigm shift. So this song is, is for the, all of our Klezmer fans. This is the Klezmer Festival va- Band, and this is called Journey to Moldova. <laughs>
Why go to a hospital to get healthy? At Encompass Healthcare, you get the -the state-of-the-art wound care like in a hospital. The same medicines, the same everything without being in a hospital. Why put yourself at risk of getting a hospital-borne infection? Did you know that last year, one in six people died in America because of infections they got in hospitals? Encompass Healthcare is an outpatient facility. That means you get your wound care treatment and then go home. There are no wait times at Encompass Healthcare like in ERs. Healthcare is personal and works better, faster, and easier. Encompass Healthcare provides a state-of-the-art outpatient facility close to where you live. Call 248-624-9800. That's 624-9800. Auto accident, workman's comp, and most insurance is accepted. Encompass Healthcare's goal is to get you healthy with as little disturbance to your daily activities. Call 248-624-9800. Hey, Shulfin, here you're listening to the Jewish Hour. This week in the synagogue, we'll be reading the portion of Noah. And Noah, and it's talks about the story of Noah and the flood can be found in Genesis 6 and following. And the uh, everybody knows the story. I mean, this was, this is, in, if you ask people about Bible stories that you know, so people know about that there was, you know, God said, let there be light, and God knows about the snake and killing Cain and Abel. And then from there they go to the flood. And then maybe after that, maybe the, maybe the Tower Bible they know about, and then they go to Joseph and the coat, and then Moses and the splitting of the sea, that kind of stuff. So this is, this is like, we, we don't know. Everybody knows that, you know, you can ask anybody, how long did the, the did it rain for? So everybody goes, oh, 40 days and 40 nights. Everybody knows that one. Okay, it's in the doctor's office, the pediatrician. You know, they have these little books. Just, though, if you could um, understand the paradigm of, it's the second time I use that word in this show, of the flood. What was its accomplishment Everything's for purpose. It wasn't punitive. It says, listen, we're gonna, people are really bad. We're going to wipe them out. Okay, so you, what does that mean? You've got to start the whole thing over again. And indeed, we, can, we joke around and we call post-flood creation 2.0 because it was all started over again. And every human being is not a descendant of Adam, but a descendant of Noah, we call them, you know, we call people the, uh, the people who are not Jewish, we refer to them as B'nai Noah, children of Noah. So he was put in a boat, a big box, and he lived in this box for a year. And being in this box, he was able to survive this major major catastrophe which wiped out all life not just human life but animals as well probably probably did decimated a lot of plants even too i mean it says that the world was so bad that even the topsoil was corrupt so it gave the world this giant like sticking the world into into a big mikvah into a big ritualarium giving it a nice you know restart is what the whole idea was but no i didn't need to go in the water Noah was in a boat. He was in the box. He was in the ark. Which an ark, by the way, is a box. It's not a boat. So King Solomon commented on this story. So you have to go back quite a ways, to, but it's, it's like becomes a primary source now. 
the floodwaters is referred to as Maim Rabin, the great waters. And King Solomon writes in Proverbs that the great waters, Maim Rabin that the great waters cannot extinguish the love. When the is nor could the rivers put it out. What that's talking about is the love that we have for the Almighty. And it seems, though, it gets deluged by all the stuff that's going on in the world. And specifically, it's like, there's, there's, there's general stuff, like major wars going on. But then there's minor stuff. It's like... My my the number in my bank account's not big enough, or I'm not feeling so good today, or my kid is, etc. Fill in the blank. So since Adam, we read last year last week's portion, that Adam was told you're going to plant, you're going to thorns and thistles. Since Adam, everyone has had problems. The problems again are not punitive. The problems are there for us to overcome. And we're told we all have a boat. We all have the means of overcoming all of our problems. Every problem that we have, you can name me your problem. It's, you you have the tools to, to overcome it. What I've been telling people this week, and I did it myself, actually, normally the top of the hour, and I say, I give the rundown, this is what we're doing today, and then I say, and now the news. This week, I didn't, because we everybody knows the news. We And I tell people, since last Sunday, when this whole thing started and people were able to call me, the first thing I told people was, turn off the news. If there's anything you need to know, you'll find out about it. I've, I've heard the numbers. I've heard about the atrocities. I don't want the visuals. No, thank you. I want to be able to sleep at night. I don't do well with uh, atrocities. Thank you very much. And I have to be there to, to help those who are having problems dealing with it. So we all have the tools. The Almighty gave it to us. It's an interesting, I got I, probably the most interesting question that I got this whole week is someone told me that they were, they were suffering from survivor's guilt. And I've heard a lot of questions, but that one kind of like, uh, I hadn't heard that one. And I said, you, you weren't in Gaza. It wasn't like you, you, there were like dead people around you. What are you talking about? And he said, listen, I have it so easy over here. You know, we were, we were coming from Simcha's Torah. We were dancing and everything was great. And then, you know, after Simcha's Torah, I heard about the news. And then what did I do? I went home. I went to sleep. You know, she says, why should I have it so easy? It's a very simple answer. The Almighty did a kindness to the Jewish people and spread them out over the world. So if there's a problem in one place, the help comes from another place. So I told her, told this person, you have the ability to help. That's what the Almighty wants from you. You have the ability to help. So we have to analyze and be realistic. What is our position? What are we going to do with all this stuff? 
all the stuff that's happening. We're going through the rapid water. And by the people don't know that the flood water was boiling. So we're in this boiling, and it was tumultuous, this boiling, waving, rolling storm. That's our lives. But the Almighty has given us the tools that we can survive and thrive. We are going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with a very significant story. Don't go away. You're listening to The Jewish Hour. Some things are better the way they used to be, like the crisp feel of a cool autumn day, the serenity of a baby sleeping, or the feeling of coming home after a long trip. Franklin Cider Mills makes cider the way cider is supposed to be. Its old-fashioned, clear, crisp taste reminds you of a cool autumn day. Located in the heart of historic Franklin Village at 14 Mile and Franklin Road, Franklin Cider Mill has been making cider the same way for over a century. Always fresh, with no additives or preservatives. You just can't buy Franklin Cider in any supermarket. Franklin Cider Mill is open from Labor Day weekend to after Thanksgiving from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Come visit Franklin Cider Mill. It's kind of like coming home. Herschel Finman here. You're listening to the Jewish Hour. You want to get in touch with me? You have any concerns, anything? I like I tell people I'm available 24/6. Just go to my website, RabbiFinman.com. You can contact me. You can see all the things that are there. And we have the donations page, but it's still October, and October has been paid for. So I'm not going to talk about you know having to go pledge. That was my thing. So instead, we're going to go right to the Hasidic story. Man came to the Mezitzah Magid, the second. Rebbe, the successor to the Baal Shem Tov, Hasidic leaders, the teacher of the Lubavitcher Rebbe and all of the other Rebbe's that uh, had about 36 students. And he came with a question. It says in the Talmud that a person needs to endure and be happy with suffering. And how is it that a person can have Yisurim Ba'ahava, is the expression. Look at it as though this thing, this terrible thing that is happening, is really an expression of divine love from God. So the Mazitra Maga told them, the best person to answer this question would be my disciple, the Bzush of Anapoli. And just a little background about, first of all, Anapoli is located somewhere many miles east of Gross Point Farms. And Reb Zusha of Anapoli was a person who lived in another realm of consciousness. As I jokingly say, a little tongue-in-cheek, his feet were not long enough to hit the ground. He was, he was in a whole, he just related to the world in a totally different way, as we see right now. This is what happened. So this man traveled from Mezribus to Anapoli. I think it's the next town over, if I'm not mistaken. He comes into town, and he says, I want to, where can I find Reb Zusha? Reb Zusha means like, you know, sir, like mister. It's a real title. We call somebody Reb Zusha. We don't, we don't know any. Who, what? Don't know anybody. Right? He's, he's walking around. He says, like, where can I find Reb Zusha? Because he figures he's a disciple of the Mezusha Magid, so then he must have a person of, uh, you know, a somebody. So somebody says to him, the only Zusha in town is a a, uh, a poor school teacher who lives at the end of the other edge of town. But nobody calls him Reb Zusha. He's Zusha, the school teacher. Evidently, he didn't let himself be known as to who he really was. So he comes, finds this this uh, hovel. 
there was not a parallel line in this biz, in this building. This was like it was an amazing thing that this building just happened to be able to stand. And he walked in, and Zerbzusha was sitting on a stump, and he had like a dozen students, and they're sitting on logs, and he's teaching them. So he says, I have, the man walks in and says, I have regards from you know, the Rebbe from the Mazusha Magid. He sent me to see you. So he says, I'm very happy, I'm thank you very much, but I'm in the middle of teaching. Come back tonight. So he came back later at night, and uh, the logs became the beds for Reb Zusha's 12 children. And Reb Zusha, they didn't have a bed, so he just sat and, and learned all night by, you know, maybe by heart, by the light of a candle, whatever he had. And the, the supper that night for the kids was basically uh, hot water with really hard bread, and the only way to eat the bread was to stick it into the hot water. It was it was really a dire situation. So he stayed, the, this man stayed the night with Reb Zusha, and at the end he said, I, thank you very much, I think I understand what it is that why the Rebbe sent me here. He says, oh yeah, the Rebbe sent you. Why did he send you here? He said, I told him, I don't understand about Yisurim with Ava, how to affect, uh, uh, accept afflictions with love. So Reb Zusha said to him, I don't know what you, why he sent you to me. I never suffered a day in my life. This is an attitude. That's going to do it for the show. We hope we had a chance to entertain you a bit. We hope you had a chance to, chance to educate you a bit. I've been telling people, don't worry, it doesn't help. And uh, continue on with your lives. Do whatever you have to do. If your life changes because of terrorist actions, then the terrorists have won. And we should show that we are the victors. And we continue on with our lives. Until next week, take care. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.